Welcome back. I know y'all missed me for episode two, and here I am, and we are going to get right into it. So, today, I got, for you, is a little bit of mental health. Now, please, be informed. I don't know how to inform you by being informed, so I'm going to be informed and inform you that you're being informed about what mental health is. I'm going to stop moving around and get serious, okay? (laughs) So... What is mental health exactly? Well, according to mentalhealth.gov, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Now, why mental health is my choice of topic? Well... I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So, mental health, especially for teens, is very important as how we carry our mental well-being at a young age affects us throughout the rest of our life. Same goes for other aspects such as our physical selves, like keeping fit and being active, make sure we have reduced health risks. Same with being mentally healthy. All students must come to terms with their mental health. Now, one of the greatest benefits of going to school at Milton High is that we have our own little mental health program, I guess you could call it, known as the Take 5 Room, directed by Miss Bellevue, where students can take advantage of resources within the school. This gives students the opportunity to meet with adjustment counselors if needed. So basically, it's like a little chill room where we can just go in there and take five from our classes if need be and let ourselves de-stress. Now, why is mental health so important to keep in check? When your mental health is not kept in check, there are risks of anxiety, depression, bipolar, or eating disorders. Now, that is not to say if you don't take that one mindfulness walk that you'll end up with one of these. It is good to keep your mental and emotional states in check as they do have risk factors of turning into a mental illness or physical risk such as substance abuse or addiction. Now, I'd like to follow up with one of the most commonly seen illnesses within the United States, anxiety. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, or ADAA.org, the term anxiety disorder refers to specific psychiatric disorders that involve extreme fear or worry and includes generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and panic attacks agoraphobia, social anxiety disorder, selective mutism, separation anxiety, and other specific phobias. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, on average, there's an estimated 31.9% of adolescents who have ever experienced any anxiety disorder. Let that sink in. About one-fourth to a third of children 13 to 18 have experienced an anxiety disorder. On average, there's a 31.4% chance of ages 13 to 14, 32.1% chance of ages 15 to 16, and 32.3% chance of ages 17 to 18, found with lifetime prevalence of any anxiety disorder. In addition to this, females are found with a high risk of having any anxiety disorder with a 38% chance while males have a 26.1% chance among adolescents. Realistically, you could be sitting in a classroom of 20 students, 
and at least five could have an anxiety disorder that you do not even realize. Meanwhile, only 8.3% of the total 31.9 overall average have severe impairment. These numbers are insanely high. Imagine any of these students could have anything from generalized anxiety disorder to panic disorder, social anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, or even major depressive disorder. Imagine if your child was diagnosed with this, or worse, you had no idea. Some of the biggest reasons that young adolescent teens may experience anxiety may be due to family or school. School does play a big factor for young teens as it does take up a large portion of our youth. Research shows that untreated children with anxiety disorders are at a higher risk to perform poorly in school or even miss out on important social experiences and even possibly engage in substance abuse. Not only is anxiety a big problem within the United States, according to the World Health Organization, 1 in 13 people globally suffer from anxiety. Even though these are common illnesses, doesn't mean that they can't be dealt with or treated. There are little things us as students can do every day just to manage our stress better and make ourselves much more applicable throughout our daily tasks. After talking with both Miss Bellevue and Miss Maddox, I've begun to formulate a way of having different coping methods that can help formulate our stress and help bring down our anxiety levels when dealing with school. Now, before I break into these coping methods, I would like to bring back the idea of the Take 5 room real quick. So the Take 5 room, as I stated, is a place for where all of us can take 5. Now, Take 5, if you have not used this resource already, has a number of adjustment counselors that you or anyone could go to. So don't be afraid to just pop in there and introduce yourself to one of the adjustment counselors if you haven't done so already. Stress is real and it's completely okay to talk about it. It's not so much as counseling as it is as having someone to just be able to talk to within the school every here and there. Now let's just go back on track to where we are about coping methods. So coping methods, according to Ms. Bellevue, there are a number of different things that you can do. Her idea of having a toolbox of coping methods where you have to keep an open mind, of course, but you can try it out and see if it works. And if you like it, you just put it in your toolbox. Now, yes, as Miss Maddox has told me, not every coping method works for everybody. But at the end of the day, you know what you like. And if you know what you like, then that's a big step into finding out what to do to help relieve or alleviate your stress. Now, going back to this idea of the toolbox of coping skills, there are a number of things that you can do for themselves and see if they are interested. In a way, it's kind of just like trying a new hobby and seeing if you like it. And then just, if you like it, every once in a while, stick with it. Now, moving on to these coping methods. Keep in mind, not every coping method may work for everybody. But these skills and activities are things that do help some people and are worth trying out or maybe if you're just looking for a new hobby. Methods include yoga, exercise, positive affirmations, for example, and how you tell yourself you're going to do things such as instead of saying I can't, I won't, and replacing it with I can. 
just as something as simple as that. More activities include writing or journal entries, which if you enjoy to write, then that would be very big for you. Or even drawing or coloring, that can be a very big stress reliever for some students who have a bit more of a creative taste. Even listening to music often can be a big benefit in relieving one's stress. And as I stated, exercise is also a helpful alternative, keeping your physical fitness up and as well as improving your mental awareness while clearing your mind. One very interesting form of coping that Miss Bellevue had told me about was progressive relaxation. Now what progressive relaxation is, is figuring out, figuring out how to relax every muscle in your body done by tensing every muscle from your head to your toe and relaxing every muscle. Starting by just simply tightening your toes to your feet, legs, and throughout your upper body. Now when it comes to test taking, schoolwork, or social activities, all that stuff can be pretty stressful as it is for all of us. We've all been there and had our moments, but using just simple little tricks as these or just doing what you find interesting or what you find fun can easily bring yourself back to reality and reduce your stress. So don't worry about all the tests and grades and how well you'll do in math or English. As, as long as you discipline yourself and you are able to study and finish your work on time, then there are limitless possibilities. But if you do find yourself in that situation where you can't help stressing over it, then work on yourself and maybe try one of these coping methods. Moving right into our subtopic. Ever wonder how Miss Maddox came to be as an adjustment counselor? Well, I inquired with her and uh, I found out a little bit of information. So, without further ado, here we go. A, a lot of different things led me down this avenue. One was in high school, I took a sociology and psychology course that I really enjoyed, um, found it really fascinating and led me to want to study psychology. Um, I've always worked with kids, whether it's in an after school program, so I knew I wanted to work with kids in some psychology field. And once I got to undergrad, um, I talked to my advisor and I told her, you know, I, I kind of want to talk to kids and I want to help them get through certain things or talk them through things or when they're struggling and she said you don't want to study psychology you want to be a social worker so, um, and I always wanted to work in a school because the majority of kids spend the majority of their life in school and I feel like school has such a huge impact on kids emotional well-being so I kind of wanted to be a part of that in a positive way so chose to be a school adjustment counselor didn't know what a school adjustment counselor was when I started college but I knew once I left so that's what drove me to be here. Again, I apologize for the bad audio. It's very hard to record something off your phone and for the audio not to come up as so much background noise or white noise, but whatever. So I would like to end this off and say thank you very much for listening and shout out to everyone who has taken part in my project. Thank you to Mr. Jet. Miss Bellevue, Miss Maddox, and Ron Kendall for being a part of my project and helping me formulate all of this. Thank you all very much for listening. And I really hope I get an A on this one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie.
because it was it was fun to do it was definitely fun to do and it was fun to learn about and i think i would genuinely consider doing this like as pat i don't know about a pastime but a future opportunity because it's it's kind of fun bouncing ideas off of people or like when you're mid conversation off the top of your head when this is going especially because if you mess up you mess up but it just sometimes it makes it funny sometimes it makes it whatever and i'm not gonna lie to you i've had a bunch of slip-ups doing this i've recorded at least 50 times for probably one <laughs> one segment but yeah that shouldn't happen but I'm a perfectionist, so I try to make it as good as possible. But thank you all for listening, and I will see you later. Peace out.